Hi, this is Douglas Wilson. Welcome to the podcast, Lessons Learned, a podcast for leaders by leaders. And not just leaders, but leaders that have made a significant difference in a large company. Today we're going to be talking about the power of purpose. A good purpose is ennobling. It inspires your stakeholders to say you are doing something that is unique and different. Not just from your customers, but from your suppliers, your employees, and your planet. We're going to hear more about that with our guest today and how he did it. A good purpose is clear on what you must do to be different from others in your industry. Your purpose says we are this, we are not that. You are clear on what you can be and what you can't be. A good purpose then sets you apart in your industry. If you disappear tomorrow, your customers will miss you. Your suppliers can't go out and just find a replacement easily. Your employees will mourn that such a great company with a powerful culture will no longer exist. Finally, a good purpose gives you a financial advantage over others and you are able to attract the best talent, the people that really believe in what you are doing. A purpose that is differentiating is going to give you a lasting differentiating advantage. IKEA, for instance, has set up a very clear purpose statement about making furniture available at a very low cost without compromising design or quality. It emerged over time and that IKEA purpose statement that I just reflected on has made a real difference in their differentiation and they broaden that. Microsoft is now getting clear on their purpose. Google was very clear on their purpose statement. Now with the launch of Alphabet it's not so clear. So what is your purpose statement? I have the privilege of having with me today a very special guest, Dick Gottenauer. He was the CEO of United Stationers. United Stationers is the largest products, business products distribution company in the United States. It has grown significantly. I've known Dick for the last 20 years. I've watched his business career and I've watched him produce some amazing results. I've also had the privilege of investing with United Stationers when I knew Dick took the helm. And over that course of time, while I was an investor, United Stationers was able to return a 15% year-over-year return to me and to all the other smart investors that invested with it. So Dick, thank you very much for joining us, first of all. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, Doug. So a little bit before we get started here on the power of purpose, I'm Douglas A. Wilson. Like I said, you can find this podcast on iTunes under Douglas A. Wilson, Lessons Learned. You can also visit the Center for Higher Ambition Leadership at higherambition.org where you can find the site and the podcast. Dick is a board member of the center and the center is dedicated to helping purposeful leaders build high-performing organizations and a better world. 
So today we're going to be talking with one of those leaders who has built a high-performing organization and a better world. So Dick, when we think about developing a purpose statement, I mean, it's a big thing. It's very popular right now and people are using it around branding. They're using it around uh, developing deeper meaning with their employees. You were way ahead of the curve on this. You were working on this 10 years ago in developing a purpose statement for your company. You didn't have stuff to read. So right. <laughs> tell, us about, tell us about what you have learned uh, in any company or any leader. What, is, what advice would you have for them as they think about going out to work on why do we exist and how do I link that effectively to all of my stakeholders? Well, I think I would first of all start with what the preconditions are. There's three preconditions I would suggest that must exist before I would start down this journey. Okay. Okay. The first is the company can't be in crisis mode. It has to have the fundamentals of operating a sound business in place. Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't have that, you won't have the bandwidth to continue forward uh, that you need to have. You can't be starting and stopping this journey. Second, you have to have a CEO who possesses and leads with a set of core values. Mm -hmm. And he, needs, he or she needs to understand really the, the value that operating uh, with a, a, a view towards all of your stakeholders being essentially equal, uh, the value that creates for the business. You can't operate with the premise that the, the investor community is a preeminent uh, stakeholder and their interests and response and, and desires trump the other stakeholders. And what you find when you understand this concept is that you, uh, by focusing on the, improving the value of all of your stakeholders, the shareholder does better at the same time. And research is supporting that over time, research isn't Research is it? supporting that. Mm -hmm. So they got to believe that. Well, mm -hmm. uh, I would say also, um, as part of it, uh, the CEO can't be alone. He has to have, or she has to have, a certain number of key players that uh, get it as well. doesn't mean that everyone needs to understand it or the whole te senior team understands it because you won't start with that. Mm -hmm. But you have to have at least somebody else to work with. Okay. Okay. So, so, so that's me... two. Okay. And the third one mm -hmm. uh, is that the CEO and the senior team uh, have to have credibility. They have to have credibility with their board, uh, with the investor community, with the employees, and with basically all of your stakeholders. And the reason why that's important is without the credibility, uh, you won't be able to sustain this. You won't be able to convince people that they ought to be refocusing, putting the energy in this and, and investing essentially, because it does take some investment uh, to make this transformation happen. Mm-hmm. So let me just summarize that. You're saying there's three preconditions before you even go out and start working on a purpose statement. First of all, you have to have a stable company. Now, if you're a startup, you can begin working on a, the purpose statement as core to where you're going. Correct. But if you're a company that has been out there for a while and you're not stable, don't be spending time on a purpose statement or all of your stakeholders are going to look at you and you're going to lose credibility. In a, in a funny way, they're going to look at you. So number one, stability. Number two, you as the CEO, you have to personally believe this is the right thing to do, and it's going to be more fun if we do it this way as well. 
you got to believe that in your heart of hearts or don't venture out on this. Is that right, Dick? That, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then number three, you're saying you have to have credibility. Credibility with your investors, credibility with your customers, because you're going to be leading them into something that is going to be a shift from where you've been in the past. This is a shift. Is that right? That is. It is a shift. And um, and in order to be able to um, make this transition work, you've got to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And you've got to put resources towards it. Mm-hmm. And uh, unless you have that credibility, uh, that becomes difficult to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People are saying, why are we doing this? We should be doing, doing something, something else. else. Yes, right. exactly. So with the preconditions then, tell me about what are three principles that would be critical for any CEO then going out and doing this? How do you get started on making it happen and making it real? So the first step really is um, to create a purpose statement. And it sounds easy, but it's really actually very difficult to do because you've got to capture really the essence of the company. You've got to identify and answer the question, why does the company exist? Mm -hmm. Uh, And in effect, you want to identify what's your noble cause. Why is it going to be a better world because this company exists? than if it didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And once you've kind of wrestled with those kinds of issues uh, and you try to come up with a purpose statement that reflects you know, the importance people uh, attach to the company's work, um, it needs to tap into the idealistic motivations that create a deeper reason for the organization to exist other than make, making money. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. So... Um, when you craft one, when you, you, you want to test it. You want to test it to see whether it's, it's easy to understand, uh, it can be remembered, uh, it, uh, it basically articulates what your noble cause or reason for being is, um, and, um, <clears throat> and that it really is, does fit the business itself. It is, it's not disconnected. Uh, people say, oh yeah, that's us, not mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Okay. It connects to a strategy. And it connects to who you are. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, and uh, I'll give you an example, a couple, a couple of examples, um, just to, 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 so you can understand the point. Uh, Southwest Airlines, everyone is very familiar with Southwest. And the reason they exist, they say, is we exist to connect people to what is most important in their lives through friendly, low-cost air travel. Okay. So one of the things that you notice about a purpose statement is it's not about the company. It's rather about what the company is doing to help others. So yes. it's, it's, it's other-focused, not self-focused. Okay? USAA, which is the insurance company that for veterans, uh, their purpose statement is we serve those who are serving us by protecting America. Again, easy to understand, motivating, and a higher calling. You know, this right. is why I'm coming to work because I have a higher calling. Okay, so those are some examples of of purpose der- statements that other companies have mm-hmm. developed. Then once you develop the purpose statement, um, you got to begin to communicate it. Right. Uh, and what I would counsel uh, people is that you've got you cannot over communicate it. It's got to be communicated and then and, and again and again and again. And you've got to find ways to link 
almost everything that you're doing in the company to that purpose statement and explain to people how they are linked on a regular basis. And finally, I would say that you got to believe it. Yeah. If you don't believe it, people aren't going to believe you. It's going to be a slogan they put in the, in the drawer, uh, put on the wall, but don't believe that that's what everyone wants, that you want them to live and that you expect um, the company to live out that purpose statement. So you really got to believe it and it's got to come through. So you got to have, first of all, clarity, real clarity and clarity that's linked to a business model strategy and culture. Correct. Secondly, you've got to have uh, the ability to communicate that clarity and you got to over communicate it over and over. And then third, you're saying, I've got to have this believability in my soul that this is why we exist and I'm going to talk about it as the CEO all the time and I'm going to get my senior team involved in talking about that all the time. Very important. Very important. Okay. Okay. So, so that's get, tell step me, one. Tell me about United Stationers, your purpose. Okay. Well, I would say, you know, you go from there, but now you've got to make it real. Yes. Okay. Uh, otherwise, it becomes just something that you put on the wall. So it needs to be virtually the organizing principle on which you construct your company, which means that the purpose needs to direct your strategy. And your strategy's got to be linked directly to the purpose, and it's got to be clear to everyone how they are linked. Okay. Okay? It's got to be linked to your culture. And how does your culture support that purpose? And how does the purpose inform your culture? What kind of culture you need to have and should have? It's got to inform the kind of structure you should have as an organization um, to be able to, to execute that purpose. Mm -hmm. So it needs to be woven, in effect, into the very fabric of the company and and in the linkages between that purpose and virtually everything you do have to be clear. Okay. Okay. So that's kind of the first step. The second step is, and this is one that I found is uh, really quite company specific, uh, and that is how do you then go about building uh, a transformational plan? How do you execute that purpose within the company is really dependent highly on the company and its purpose. So I'll give you an example, uh, Becton Dickinson, a company in the medical field. Um, they started out with what they call what, a purpose around creating shared value with their customers, looking for opportunities to solve social health problems, and in that process, identify new business opportunities for them. And by doing so, creating the profit and the resources necessary to go out and solve more social problems. So when Beckton Dickinson enters a new market, uh, they don't enter the traditional way. They enter and they go to the health organizations, the government health organizations, et cetera, and they come and say, what are your problems? What are the issues that you're wrestling with and you don't have solutions to? They literally approach it like a nonprofit mentality. Mm -hmm. And then they go about helping them solve those problems, whether or not has anything to do with the products that Beck and Dickinson currently sells or the services that they offer. Mm. And what they found is by approaching the market that way, uh, the employees are leading with their purpose, solving world health problems, but the customer, in this case, begins to build a real trust with the company and starts saying, well, what are you selling anyway and can I buy your products at the same time? 
And what Becton Dickinson has found is that today, 40% of all of the products and services they sell and the profits that come from them come from new ideas that came out of this shared value concept. Wow. Okay? So it's clearly woven into everything that they do, and it's mm -hmm. clearly part of their strategy. So at United Stationers... Okay, good. Now, let's, yeah, let's go into the United Stationers. At United Stationers, um, you know, it, it wasn't such a direct line of sight because we weren't saving lives, we weren't feeding the hungry. Uh, what Our business model was about delivering, giving businesses and organization access to some 50,000 plus products the next day. Uh, business essentials, we call them. Uh, but it could be everything from paper to ink and toner to toilet paper. Mm -hmm. okay? So how do you create a purpose around that? Well, we were always, it's a servant leading company. We were all about trying to help our customers. But how do you create a purpose that is a noble cause? Mm -hmm. And we settled on enabling our partners to succeed. Defining our partners as our customers, our suppliers, our employees, the communities in which we live, and the investment community. Okay. okay? And for us, um, how we went about making that uh, a critical component of our broader purpose is we used uh, and formed a foundation. Uh, and that foundation we used to teach our employees essentially the joy of giving back. Okay. And the purpose of that was to, to bring out the heart uh, of employees and to find ways in which by doing what we do every day for a living, we actually can help solve some local community problems mm -hmm. through funding from our foundation, encouraging our employees to get involved, take time off, uh, and work on solving social problems. So things like... Uh, backpack programs for inner city kids that did not have the essentials to be students. The business essentials, if you will, for if their you own will, life. For yeah. school essentials. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay? School like, essentials. Like rulers and mm -hmm. pens and paper and mm -hmm. things of that nature. Uh, so the employees, while on their own time, would pack up the backpacks with things that the kids needed and then would go to the schools, inner city schools, and personally hand them to, mm -hmm. to the students. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but in that process, they learned all kinds of other uh, needs that the school had, and we ended up develop the employees ended up developing um, truancy programs, with to, which motivating kids to come to school, reading programs, reading programs, out. yeah, and it, it went on from there. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that became part of how we actualized our a part of our general purpose of enabling our partners to succeed, and particularly focusing in on the community. But what we found is that customers then started to see what we were doing and they wanted to get involved. Suppliers saw what we were doing and they wanted to get involved. And it became a much broader um, element uh, with, with more of our stakeholders than just our employees. Mm -hmm. And the key thing that it did is it really brought out the heart uh, in our employees and allowed us to then say, you know, we really care. We care about you as employees and, and, and as evidence of that we are enabling you to find meaning in work mm -hmm. um, and encouraging you to find the joy of uh, helping others okay either at work or outside of work uh, but a lifelong skill yeah um, so it became a central part and it eventually became tied directly to our strategy of how do we build trust 
with all of our stakeholders in such a way that they will actually outsource to United Stationers processes that they wouldn't otherwise do because they didn't trust us enough. Mm -hmm. And it became integral to you know our business strategy as well as our culture, as well as to the whole the the essence of uh, the United Stationers. Your point is that it started to have all kinds of side effects that you hadn't anticipated, but they were positive side effects that came out of being guided by a clear purpose and then letting that clear purpose come alive. And you had to lead in making that happen. And you found the foundation was a great way to make that clear purpose come alive because you got employees involved as well then in being involved in their communities, which was one of your key stakeholders, and you got them engaged in those communities. So I, I hear what you're saying, that this was a, it had a lot of symmetry to it. It had a virtuous cycle to it that you're linking your strategy. You're, you're actually, you're linking your purpose to your strategy. You're linking it to your employees, your customers. It deepens trust. It deepens commitment. And Dick, did it have a business outcome though? Did it really help with the business? So really, that is the, the fourth point that needs to happen. You, you, if this does not make a difference um, in so many dim different dimensions, but if it doesn't make a difference, it won't be sustainable. Okay. Okay? So it's actually, you have to see it. You've got to feel it. So, so yes, it made a difference on a lot of dimensions. It had made first, starting with the employees. Uh, as I mentioned, they found meaning in work. Uh, when you did employee surveys, engagements levels went up. And the, the excitement and creativity levels went up. The degree of com communication and partnering with each other went up. The trust between people as well as between the employees and the company went up. And as, we, as, as you pointed out and I men mentioned briefly, our customers were watching this. And then they started saying, well, geez, you know, what a, this company must have a heart. They must actually care. Maybe I can trust them. Mm -hmm. And maybe I can trust them to turn over more parts of, the, of my business for them to do marketing on my behalf or the final delivery on my behalf or make uh, sales appointments on my behalf. So there's a whole bunch of services that they could outsource to United, but they would only do that if they trusted the company. And so as they watch the company's heart become more evident and they listen to employees excitedly talking about the joy they were getting by working at this company and the difference it was making in their lives, they started to say, well, I would like to do the same thing. How do we come along with you? Wow. So we saw it with our customers. We saw it with our suppliers. Uh, and then we saw it just in the results of the company. We're a service company, and it's all about enabling, if you will, our partners to succeed. And our ability to do that kept going up. We, The employees came up with increasingly num a new number of uh, new uh, initiatives, new creative initiatives, new services to offer to the um, to the customers, which we implemented, and so we were developing products uh, at a faster pace than we had in the past, and we were able to get customers to buy the, the products at the same time. So, it became today. If you were going to the United, uh, you can't help but to feel the change if you knew the company before, but you can't help feel the excitement the uh, the passion that are that are um, as part of the company and the excitement about what they're doing so it also what you're saying though it not only created this deep motivation that deep motivation and engagement and solving creating solutions for customers really started to increase your revenues and became 
in a way, transformational for the business. Is that an accurate statement? That's an accurate statement, yes. That's very powerful. Well, let me just summarize what we've talked about today. And Dick, thank you so much. I know there's, frankly, a lot more that uh, the audience could benefit from being able to tease this all out. Maybe we'll have you back again sometime soon. But if I can summarize, number one, you have the preconditions before you even start. We talked about those. Make sure you do not start on this if you don't have those preconditions met. But number two, when you're working on the power of purpose, you've got to reduce that into a clear, crisp purpose statement. And it takes a lot of work. You don't just sit down one afternoon or go away on an offsite to do it. You've got to think about why do we really exist? How do I understand that and be able to communicate it in a simple way that will engage the hearts and minds of every stakeholder? Then third, you've got to make this thing real. If you don't make it real and find ways to make it real, and United Stationers with Dick's leadership found a way to help make this very real through the foundation and engaging employees in that foundation and the actual work and a key stakeholder, their community. And then finally, you've got to make a difference. If this thing is not really making a difference, people are not going to buy into it and continue to give their heart, mind, and soul to this purpose, which is what you need to be successful in a company. So if you liked what you heard today, I encourage you to visit higherambition.org and learn more about the Center for Higher Ambition Leadership. You could also visit my website, douglasawilson.com. If you want to develop yourself as a purposeful leader who builds high-performing organizations in a better world, then we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast because we plan to bring many more of these ideas to you. Thank you very much for joining us today.